Greetings everyone, this is Kevin at Podcast for Me, a podcast I've made for myself as well as others. If you're listening to this, I am your host, Kevin. Also, I'll try to call myself K-Dog, which I do, but some other guy's named K-Dog, and he's on that SoundCloud, so might be a conflict there. So I try not to uh, say that's my moniker, you know. It is March 10th, 2018. I released a podcast earlier this week called Rebels, and I was super drunk when I did it. And I feel that I'm going to keep it there because it's I'm drunk and I'm talking from the heart. <laughs> and it's interesting, you know, you can pick up parts and stuff. I, was, I had watched uh, Star Wars Rebels, but I was drinking heavily right before then. And the next day, I was smashed, dude. The next day, I was, like, hurting so bad, like, nauseous constantly and head pounding. It was a rough day afterwards. But that podcast came out pretty good. Uh, it was a terrible podcast, but it's pretty good for the effect that I want it for. I wanted it to be me just riffing while smashed and drunk. And without further ado, let's get into some news. Gonna get some news in the rain. Alright, here we go. Um, So, there's some stuff in the news, and some of it's sad. And I, I'm not gonna uh, talk about all the sad things in the news, but there's some things I want to talk about because it strengthens other points. So, uh, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. But, this this news um is kind of uh, weird. Uh, I guess... Trump and oh okay, Trump and I guess Jim Kim Jong Un are gonna talk and shoot the shit about stuff, and um, that's in the news. And I really didn't care when someone told me that. I was like, I don't care. I was so flippant about it too. I was like, I don't care. And the reason why, and like I'm big in the news. I like reading the news, but like it's just you know, you got this guy who's just yelling and throwing empty threats. And then you got this other guy who's yelling and saying empty threats. And they're going to meet each other. And that, that happens to be news. This news article says, North Korea experts stunned yet cautiously optimistic about Trump-Kim meeting. So what the fuck is going to happen out of that? Will that stop them shooting the shit, telling them, hey, you need to stop doing this nuke talk and all that, blah, blah, blah. Is Kim Jong-un all of a sudden going to stop? No, I think he only bitches to get more aid, like federal aid from us. There's some shit going on behind the scenes. But, uh, yeah, that's in the news. Well, right now, market at 310-2018. Kim Jong-un is talking to Trump. Will that be the end? Who knows? In other news, Russia... Hey, oh, here's... You know what? I didn't uh, bring up that article to talk about, but I'll talk about it right now. Uh, Kim Jong-un... Not Kim Jong-un. Putin, he created a, a nuke that could reach anywhere in the world and we can't stop it okay but he would have to for that to work against us means like somehow he would have to destabilize all the nuclear submarines that are out there you know i mean he takes out america then we take him out that's it that's what happened in the Cold War. So why is this news? In the Cold War, it was a thing in which we had nukes, they had nukes. And the only thing stopping us from launching on each other is because if we fired, they fired. And you couldn't stop that. And that was it. 
and therefore we never nuked each other. And we need each other. Us, America and Russia, need each other, you know, financially because of the world economy, you know. So taking yourself out of that loop, you know, really is bad all around. In fact, if they shot a nuke at us, we would shoot nukes back and it would just be the end of all things. You know, that's how we would obliterate human civilization, you know. Well, I mean, for now, maybe we've done this before, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, and then we just keep repeating the cycle. And that's uh, that's a, kind of a new story, not a new story, like one of the YouTube videos I was talking about was the Great Barrier. Why we haven't seen other life in other universes or galaxies or some shit like that. It's because civilization reaches a point and then ends itself, or some catastrophe ends it, you know. This could be the catastrophe that ends it all, but we would just come back again and then repeat. But then again, I mean, if we did, if that was a thing, if truly if that was a thing, then the satellites up on the Earth would still be there. Like, wouldn't it? I mean, millions of years, wouldn't all that debris be there? Anything we put on the moon, would that not be there? Anything we put on Mars, wouldn't that be there? So, you know, whatever. Another news story you got. Uh... I guess, okay, this guy, they, uh, there's not much detail because it just happened recently. Yesterday, a gunman stormed a veteran home in California, Yountville, which I've never even heard. It's in Napa country, County. I know Napa because it's wine. I've never heard of Yountville. I guess, like, it was some kind of an employee thing at a veteran's home. And one guy, uh, he flipped out. Uh, his name is Wong something. Had his name queued up. He's disappeared. Yeah, um, yeah, he just, probably a veteran who served in the Middle East and PTSD. Yeah, I guess he was a veteran and he decided to blast away three other people. And then he killed himself. There's not much info on it, you know. Um, it's, it's sad that a veteran did that. PTSD caused that, really? You know, I mean, what can you, what can you say? This doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. Uh, Albert Wong. He, he just flipped out and just killed everybody. You know, I mean, that's going to happen. And uh, maybe maybe the news will pick apart his life and we'll, we'll have more on that. But he killed three vets, I guess. Jennifer, Jennifer, Christine. He, he killed three women? Hmm. I guess there was an employee party and he decided to kill those three. But there's, no, there's no real news on that, though. The, this shit just happened. Rough. I wonder why he did that. I wonder if it was a thing like they laughed at him or something like that. Set him up. I'm not. I'm not victim blaming though. But uh, I mean, he just uh, upped and shot them. So there must have been some kind of a catalyst. Thirty six, and then he killed himself. Wow, that's rough. Okay. So I read this article. It's about the Wrinkle in Time. That movie came out, I think, Thursday night. And um, it's getting mixed reviews. And the only reason it's getting mixed reviews is I have a theory is that it's probably a terrible movie. And because it's multi-diverse, that's what the positive reviews are. It's more of um, they don't want to seem racist because it is one of the first movies. Not one of the first, but it's one of those movies that it's social justice to the highest extreme. Every character is like some kind of a different ethnic uh, or nationality, and then there's like two white people in the whole movie, but it's mostly mostly ethnic, you know. 
And um, I haven't, I re- I'm, my wife's currently reading that book, and I guess she read it before. And I guess it's a cool, cool thought. But uh, I think this is a common thing, and I think Black Panther's like this too, because Black Panther was a pretty good movie. It just kind of fails at the end. But it, if you watch the trailer uh, of this uh, Wrinkle in Time, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I feel shitty about talking about it. Because it's like, who am I to talk, you know? But it's a podcast for me, and that's what the fuck I do. I talk, so fuck you. So, like, I guess, um, like, when you watch the when you watch the trailer, it's intense, man. There's a bunch of random shit happening. Uh, magic and science fiction and explosions. And um, I guess the concept is this little girl is supposed to save her dad. But it just looks like a mess, like a hot mess of shit happening. You know, and you know, the book has to be pretty popular. And uh, I guess the director is a black lady, and that's a thing. Like, like you're supposed to care because of that, which I'm thinking like is like kind of a reverse racism. You know, like it, as long as it's a good movie and you direct it well, it doesn't matter about your ethnicity. the The fact that they hired somebody based on their ethnicity makes it race racist. You know, I mean, through trying to be equal you inadvertently became discriminative to other people like you i mean you know you know what you have this uh no name um uh ava duvernay she made a couple movies she made selma which is a is a martin luther king kind of movie and they gave they gave this lady uh, a, a movie in which it's science fiction it's supposed to be a like a summer blockbuster so usually when a sci-fi blockbuster is you want to get someone who can do that you know like that can do science fiction in a good way you know rather than just what makes science fiction good like good movies other than the action and which makes you keep coming back to it is the the story really the characters you gotta have the characters be fun the story has to be good and the action has to be meaningful if it's not meaningful the movie really fails like you don't think about that movie anymore you know, like I remember Demolition Man came out. That was a pretty fucking cool movie, but they had meaningless action scenes, so you don't really talk about that movie. But as opposed to Terminator 2, the story isn't that great. You know, it's a robot goes back in time to protect the future leader of the world, and there's a bunch of explosions and shit, but the action is meaningful. Like, the, the effects are meaningful, like to, to demonstrate certain things that are happening, you know, to, 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 to push the story forward. When I see this this uh, trailer for the uh, movie. Let me write this note down. I just had a thought. Jessica Jones. All right. I had this thought like, um, I'm like it looks like a bunch of fireworks and they put a story together. And what's, what's what they're doing is they made this movie in a way where it's it's like an it's cultural identity as opposed to the actual story. So, like, instead of having a movie, you just had a bunch of characters that are just multi-ethnic, and then you have lots of special effects, and you hope for the best. And a lot of reviewers, like, 50% of them are like, fuck this movie, it's terrible. And they recognize this. If you read this article, Wrinkle in Time and the Burden of Being First, it's actually a pretty good article, you know. Like, you can kind of see a hint of why this movie is important and everything like that. And it's good to have, like, culturally... um, divided movies but what they should more more importantly do is um 
create an environment in which, you know, only the best come out, you know? And if it so happens to be culturally diverse, it, then let it be. But don't judge the movie. Don't make a movie based on, like, we need a black person. Why? Because they need to be black. We need an Asian person. Why? Because they need to be Asian, you know? Like, I'm hiring a character. Like, say Star Wars, right? You're making... Think back on Star Wars. I want to cast Luke Skywalker. Oh, okay. Well, it's a choice between a good actor, say it happens to be white, and it's a black actor who happens to be terrible, but we need to make it multi-ethnic. Let's do this. It's got to be this guy. And if you ever watched movies with bad actors, um, it really shows. Like, um, one movie I praise quite a bit because you could get away with things like this was The Last Dragon. And that they, they had a choice choose a actor and then make him learn how to fight martial arts you know or take a martial artist and make him learn acting well they went with the latter of the two and this guy is terrible as an actor i mean he has one good scene where he cries one tear i wonder how he did that but all in all that guy is tarmac that's his name never never seen again and that's an, uh, pretty much an all-black movie. You know, there's a couple white people there, here and there. But in reality, it's a little black movie, you know? And they, and, and, and not in the aspect of racism or anything like that. They wanted to cast a martial artist as opposed to having a better actor. But chances are, if you had a better actor, the movie would have been way better. I, but, hey, you know, I can't get my wife to watch that movie because it's not good. But it's good because I grew up watching it. That's why I like it. And uh, ergo the problem, though, as opposed to just hiring an actor, they discriminated and only got a martial artist, you know? And now here you got the same thing again, rather than get good actors or whatever, which they probably are, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but you, you, you had the thought process, meaning you thought in a way that was doomed to fail you. Rather than get the best actors and actresses or whatever, you went and got people who represent a culture, and that's good, too. But does it does it prove to be a better movie? Critics say no. Uh, some say yes. And I think, I theorize, the people that do say yes are just saying yes so that they don't, you know, seem racist. And that's a thing now. I mean, there's it's like an ethereal being that we've created. We created a, a being that, cre <laughs> like, what I mean is, like, there's an industry. And the industry seeing that these ethnic movies are making money. So let's take movies and make them ethnic. You know, everything will just fall into place afterwards. You know, and um, I don't know. You're going to create more crap. But everyone votes with their money. So, I mean, the movie doesn't make a success. It just won't work. Or, and then you created a problem. Like when you're trying to create an ethnic cast and the movie isn't working, you're not going to think to yourself that how the industry doesn't work like that. They don't think, oh, that didn't work, so we won't do it. They don't think it's story. I don't know how they didn't come up with that. You know, and in, any story that's really good, you can forgive quite a bit a lot of things. Like if it's well acted, good story, meaningful action, if you have those things, it will be a good movie. No matter what the nationality of the characters are. I mean, but this is a problem that's happening more and more in this year. And it's like, let's try. Last year was about having women 
be at the forefront of everything. Now, in this year, it seems like ethnicity is the thing, which, I mean, these are all good things. You should have more women doing things and more diversity, but you should create an environment for it as opposed to just being discriminative, you know? You want the best of something, you know? And if, if you start hiring people that aren't the best because they represent a culture, then you're, you're, you're failing the movement, you know? Well, I don't like these movies because they have these, char- these people in it, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, when you wanted to promote this, I mean, there is black actors out there. There's probably Asian actors out there, too, that are really fucking good, like beyond good. They exist, but because we're just hiring, like, first come, first serve kind of shit, you know, you're not getting the cream of the crop that can represent that. And you want that. You want to galvanize every person, you know, to, well, child, to see a person on the screen, hey, that represents me, fool, and then they want to be that. That's what you want to do. But if you keep coming out shit movies that because you just like think oh because i have uh someone representing that culture 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 like oprah Winfrey, that will although that will obviously make the movie good and then i mean people growing up watching these movies are like this movie fucking sucks i really hate these people or some shit like that i mean because kids are really quick to think they don't they don't have a real nuanced way of perspective even adults man they don't have a nuanced way of thinking it's more of a you're this that's it you're racist that's it you know end of story this movie's obviously good because it has different cultures that fucking sentence should never come out of someone's mouth the movie's good because it rep- has a whole mess of cultures in it. No, the movie should be good because it has good story, good acting, and meaningful action. Or if it's not action, meaningful drama. Because you just don't want to have random drama. You want all of it, you know. And that's what makes good stuff good. You know, you don't say like you have an MMA fighter and say, "Oh, it's only because he knows boxing." It's because he knows a lot of things. That's why fighters are good. They know a lot of different styles. And that makes a better fighter. Well, you want to make a good movie, you have to have a lot of things in it. You know, if you just focus on one aspect, that's when your movie's going to suck. And this lady, I mean, I'm no disrespect, but I mean, what's her accolades? You know, you're bringing a new franchise. That's what they're trying to do. This is what Disney does. They try to break in a new franchise. But because they're trying to appease the social social diversity that's coming out, you know, they, they failed to put uh, someone who's up to that task. I mean, you say the words blockbuster, you better get someone who's able to handle that load. I mean, if you had a new movie that was not supposed to be a blockbuster or, or uh, like one of them famous movies, fine, use those peop- use these new directors and things like that to direct these movies. But you don't give them a hundred million dollar movie because and that, that doesn't even make sense from a business standpoint, you know. They, like, why would you create a product that's like subpar, you know? And well, say you have a product, and who do you have at its helm is someone who's never done anything before, you know, of that nature. I'm not saying that she's like shitty or terrible, but but her accolades are far and few between. She hasn't really done much, you know. And I, I get you wanted the the twofer, uh, a black woman and, and and she's a woman and she's black, you know. You gotta 
You got to do it, right? I mean, it should work, right? But that's that's what they got. You know, and it's funny, too. The article you read here, I'm reading here, is just like, yeah, it's the first, and that's why it's hard to be the first. That's true. That is a true statement. When when Kevin Smith made his movies, he was the first to do things like that. You know, the cursing and talking nasty and shit like that. Now, if you came out with a movie like that now, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be uh, that famous. But he opened the door. You know, first through the door, and then other movies after that were, you know, trying to copy that particular thing, and they became better at it, you know? And now you can have cursing and vulgar humor, and you can have a better version of that. This, too, could be the same thing. I agree. They first through the door, and then all of a sudden there's better movies with different um, cultures and everything like that. It all just it's all depends in the end if they learn from their lessons. But this looks like a failed uh, franchise because if it doesn't make its money back, opening weekend thirty million dollars, you know, I mean, it, you want a movie if it's gonna open is and they they were helming this movie like this is it this is gonna be the uh, the movie that you know starts a new franchise hopefully and I, I'm kind of hoping for a new franchise myself because like uh, or not a franchise at all why can't we just make a movie and then end it you know yeah. I'm checking the stats of this fucking movie real quick. So I know thirty million details. Hundred and three million dollars was how it how much it took to make this movie. Opening weekend thirty mil. Now how how movies work is you come out, you open a lot of money, and over time you get like trickle down effect, a little bit of money, right? So when Black Panther comes out and already kind of even, it, it broke even on the on the opening thing and then after that you trickle down from there and that's how you know you made a good movie if it opens up pretty good it's it slowly it's like say it's 100 and then the next week it's like 70 and the next week after that it's it's 50 and the week after that's 30 you know you've made your movie back you know you made you, that was a good movie you know at that point but you make a movie open at 30 it's not going to go past 30 after that the next week it will not be 40 it'd be less it'd be 15 if not 10 i mean and then that that's a that, that shows you that people realize that this movie and when you see the fucking trailer and i blame the trailer people when you see the trailer you don't know what the fuck you're looking at you know there's so many fireworks my wife wants to watch it though because she's a pro woman you know so anything with women in it she's fucking that is the, that is it you know <laughs> and she creates these intellectual traps you know uh meaning once once she has it in her head that it's it's a certain thing no matter what she sees proof wise or anything doesn't matter it becomes a thing of opinion and you know subterfuge she goes one way she goes another and it's good you know like if this movie made only 1 million dollars everybody hates it and she she sees it it's a woman movie she'll be like yeah like uh, she liked the emoji movie everybody fucking hated that movie you know, but she, she liked it, you know. And, I mean, and she couldn't see all the, the bad that's in it. But, I mean, it's all about opinion, right? Even though everybody doesn't like that movie. I mean, you know, I like The Last Dragon. Not many people like that movie. So what can I say? But that this movie is exactly what that is. It's an intellectual trap because it has all these cultures and a black woman made it. Fuck, you know, that's it. You know, you, you better love it or you're fucking sexist or misogynistic or, you know, or a fucking racist or something like that. That's pretty clever, though. 
I have to say it was a clever gamble what Disney did. They don't give a fuck about cultures or whatever. That's a lie. They, they care about money. And the new thing now within this year is ethnicity, you know, and women and women at the front, you know. They, they don't give a fuck about discrimination. If they did, they wouldn't discriminate men. <laughs> but they don't care about equality. They care about money. And equality is this. I have an opening. Guy is good for the job. Girl is good for the job. It just comes down to the choice. If you might as well pick the girl because she's a girl. You've just been you just discriminated the guy. You got the guy and you discriminate against a woman. You know, I mean, that's it. You know, discrimination happens. I mean, people aren't equal. Things happen. That that that's it. Now, more you know, a bigger there's you know that's not a bad discrimination if you pick the woman over the guy and they're both equal. It's not as bad, you know, and vice versa. It shouldn't be as bad. But if you picked the girl over the guy and the guy has like say it's J.J. Abrams, right, and all his accolades, and you're to direct the movie, and then you have a choice between that and this one lady, Ava something or other, and. Uh, She's made like two movies, Selma and something called 13, whatever, to helm a $100 million movie. Well, J.J. Abrams has done a lot of movies with way more money and made more money back. Lady, not so much. Um, and then you choose her because you wanted a black person or a woman or whatever. You've just discriminated against J.J. Abrams. You, I don't know how you can't see that. And this is happening a lot, you know, just discriminating against uh, other, well, mostly white men, really. I mean, if, if you're a white guy, it sucks to be you right now because discrimination is a plenty for you, and you can get it, dude. Ugh. And it's going to be like that for a while. I don't know how bad it's going to get, dude, because it's just getting worse and worse, you know, the discrimination against a uh, white male, you know. I'm brown. So I don't really have to worry about it too much. It's good for me because, you know, brown power, you know, that kind of thing. But it sucks to be white guys. And, and I'm, I'm helming the thing of, hey, you guys are just, you're being racist and sexist towards men and, and, and white men. That's wrong. But no one's going to hear my voice, you know. And other people have been talking about, hey, why are you discriminating against this, this guy, you know. It, it doesn't matter. It's, it's the way it is. And um, I guess that makes it all right to become the very thing you want to fight against. That's what you're doing. You're like, well, I didn't like when I got discriminated, you know, so I'll make sure that all black people don't get discriminated by discriminating white men. And then as a white guy, he grows up and he's being discriminated upon. It's just a perpetual cycle, you know. That's why you shouldn't become the very thing you're trying to fight against. If you're against discrimination, don't fucking discriminate. If you're against sexism, don't be sexist. I prefer girl, uh, this girl director over the guy, you know, because we need more girls out there. You literally, through a good cause, I say, discriminate against the white guy. You know, I'm drawing it on, but I mean, I've been noticing that a lot more. And I, f I love the advocates of the other side, you know, as in if, if, you're, if you're a girl and you start noticing that the people are being sexist towards men, you should say something. I'm brown. I think people are being racist towards white people, you know. I mean, that's the thing. I'm half white, though, but you couldn't tell, <laughs> you know. But um, 
I mean, I'm, I, I helm that, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta understand, man, people are, it's, it's getting bad, it's getting bad, and now we're just creating movies based on, on, on that alone, as opposed to making good movies. All right, uh, here we go, here's a good article, it's pretty, I think it's a pretty important article, Instagram influencers are st- all starting to look the same, and here's why. And um, some of it, you can tell that she's pushing a, a social uh, a, a social justice kind of thing. But it, it does have good information, though. It's uh, Julia Brucelleria. Oh, I suck at names. Sorry, lady. I think your article was good. But you can see some influence of, uh, yeah, women should do whatever they want kind of thing. And I have to say, I mean, yes, women should do whatever they want. And if they want to look like Kylie Jenner, so fucking be it. But there is a little problem in that. You know, basically the article boils down this. Instagram is showing everyone's starting to look alike, you know, because they're trying to create this sense of what society now is thinking beauty is. And, um, you know, because of human nature, we all like to be social. This is in the article that, you know, that's that's what we want to fit in. And that's what we're trying to do. And that's what, what Instagram is boiling down to, you know, the, the makeup look and whatever. However, I, this, is, this, is, this is the difference between knowledge and wisdom. See, it is true women are moving toward this Instagram thing. Girls are seeing these, these, these people and they're trying to be like them. You know, and uh, which these are bad role models. You know, if you start getting surg- uh, surgery and things like that to look a certain way, you shouldn't. That should not be your role model. And I agree with that. But there's a big but. If a girl's working out and she achieved beauty, like you know, six pack and you know, like physical, like like just just thin. You know, not thin. I, I don't know how to say it, but you know, fit. You know I mean, you you feel me. Just a real fit woman, you know, like Gal Gadot. And like, she's real fit looking. She doesn't look like she did surgery. That's a beautiful woman. Like, that you should, you should like want to aspire to be at that level. Not tall or anything like that, but working out and, and eating right. You should aspire to that. If you ate right and worked out, you know, unless it's like some genetic admiration, you know, one out of a billion. But if you work out and eat healthy, you will look good. I mean, a good, healthy look, you know, and that's what we should aspire to. And if it's on Instagram and you're trying to aspire to be good and healthy, so be it. We shouldn't knock down. See, this is the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, it does make sense. Knowledge wise, it does make sense. You shouldn't want to be someone who's surgically altered. But in the article, it takes it to the next level. It's like girls who look pretty, like from our social standards don't try to be like that be your own person and that's knowledge and that makes sense and this is kind of like a like a kung fu kind of a thing be the best you that you can be that's really the wisdom in all of it you know that's really what you should be pushing be the best you and i I say this all the time be the best you that you can be and i mean eat healthy and work out i mean that's a thing do that aspire to be that and if there's people on your instagram that do that be like them that is okay you know if they're if they so happen to be super beautiful then i mean that's okay too however with a grain of salt i mean if you're doing surgery and you're not working out or anything you just happen to look like that yeah you shouldn't aspire to be that at all you know um there are role models out there and you should aspire to be like those said people 
and in a way of being the best you. You like you weren't born and then you're gonna grow up to be like um, a person who's original. No, you're gonna be an amalgamation of all your experiences. You know, if uh, you got kicked in the foot, well, your guy who knows that what's being kicked in the foot—that's outer influence. That's gonna happen. And you want to pick your influences. And yeah, I, I don't think Kylie is a, a good influence. I don't. Anytime you do surgery to look a certain way, I just, I'm just against. But if you're working out and you're pushing forward, then it's okay. And the way you think, too. People with Instagram, the way they think. Like, it, she doesn't, I don't, like, I mean, I'm not an Instagram follower of her or anything like that. But I mean, like, if she's telling you, yeah, it's good to look good, you know, like, but you got that through surgery, you know. And there's other there's other people to, uh, to you know, to admire. And it's okay to try to be like them. Like, for instance, this guy, uh, Jocko Willink. Willink. Yeah. He made this book. He's a Navy SEAL. And he's a badass, dude. He's like, um, what, what, he made this book called Extreme Ownership, How the U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win. And uh, I think he made it a couple other books. But um, this guy is awesome, man. He's got this YouTube video you guys should YouTube up. It's about good. Like, it's called Motivational, Jock Willick, uh, Motivational Good. Basically, he's saying um, when when bad things happen, you got to say good. You know, he says he says to the effect of, uh, you know, you, you, you didn't get that promotion, you say good. And the reason is because you'll find another opportunity. Every bad equals good because from that, you will learn something or do something better. You know, every door, and that's, that's just age-old wisdom. Every door that's closed, another one opens, you know, that, and that's a good thought process. And you should aspire to be like these people. You know, that's a seal, but I'm not going to go and Google a bunch of girls. But there's there's plenty of hot chicks out there that work out and fucking eat healthy. And they're on the Instagram. And that it shouldn't be a thing in which you're like, no, I, want, I don't want to be like them because they're all about, um, you know, beauty and everything like that. Beauty is, a, a, is the end result of living healthy and working out. Really, that's true beauty. Or working out your mind, your heart, your soul, all of that, you know, and that's that's beauty. And you should you should aspire for that. But when you when you when you're looking at the the Instagram and this lady's sticking out her ass and she's had surgery, nah, you shouldn't you shouldn't be shouldn't be that guy. But if this lady did dead squats and she's fucking hardcore, you know, working out and shit, you should aspire to be like that. You should work out. You should eat healthy. This is these are things that are okay. And this is this is what's happening in our society is we're 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 we're, we're trying to fight against the concept of beauty. And um, to some aspect, it, it, see, and people are complicated. Yeah, to some aspect, it's true. You shouldn't aspire to wear makeup and fucking put eyeliner or whatever like that, or what the fuck ever, and, and do surgery. You shouldn't do. You should not aspire. You should aspire to. If you so happen to work out, look good. You put makeup, feeling good, feeling good looking, feeling beautiful. That's how you should work, and that's where this article kind of fails. You know, it, it, it's it's talking about a superficial thing. You know, like yeah, 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 you shouldn't be beautiful. The concept of trying to be beauty was like since the 1800s and what have you. And you know, it's you shouldn't be like that. You should be your own person, and that's true to some effect. But you can't, and then yeah, you you can't you can't throw away hard work and determination you know if you if you fucking wake up at five in the morning get your run in get your workout 
and, and then uh, eat healthy, you know, throughout the week, you know, I mean, that's fucking legit. And you, if you look good after that, so be it, you know. But I do agree. They shouldn't, we shouldn't be all about Kylie Jenner or these filters, Facetune, you know, it makes you look cuter or hotter, you know, fuck that. Those are lies. And you shouldn't be like that. So I am 90% with this article, but it it does tread very, very hardcore on the do not look at uh, Instagram or anything like that. Uh, I mean, fuck, I'm not into Instagram. I'm not going to lie. But if you have a fucking role model and they're hot, fucking try to be like that. It's, for me, a guy, too. Like, hey, man, that Willick guy handsome guy you know and if i could work out and get to that level fuck yes that should be a good i earned that and so if a girl wants to look like gal Gadot by working out and fucking eating right fucking power to you you should be able to do that you should never accept a weaker form of yourself like oh you know what i just want to accept myself and if you're overweight you shouldn't just accept yourself you should you should learn to to, to grow not bigger, but like eat healthy and, you know, and if this, if so happens that you're eating healthy and you're working out five, seven days a week or what have, have you, and you still look big, that's beautiful. That's just the way you are. That's the best you that you can be. So be it. But if you're sitting on your fucking couch and, you know, eating Cheetos. Now, nah, I got that from <laughs> Brandon Schwab. He goes, Cheeto fingers. <laughs> no, but if you're, if you're sitting at your house and you're bitching, woe is me, you know, that's not the best you. The best you is the one trying to work out, trying to eat healthy. That's the person. I, I get I get this with my kid all the time. I mean, it's not about being something. It's about trying something. You should try and work out and get there. And the end goal is never near because it's always it's infinity. You should always try to work out and you know and of course you have your cheat days and whatever, but because you've tried so hard this other time, it makes it all right. You should always try to win a race. You should always try to do these things, not just give up. You know, and it, it, if 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 looking at a hot chick that's working out and that motivates a girl to do the same thing, then that's you should not fight that at all. I mean, you should every human being should always try to work out and eat healthy. I mean, that should be a philosophy that should be taught as opposed to just trying to be these surgically altered people, you know. And what sucks is they get this mass amount of wealth and it looks like it works, you know, like beauty does get me everything I want, you know. But these people are probably not happy. They're probably very sad. <laughs> I mean, money can only take you so far. The true you is the person who is happy with themselves as they're working harder. And being accepting yourself and being happy with yourself, two different things. You can accept yourself in the way of trying to work out and all that. I mean, you just have to accept that. But you can't accept the worst part of you. You got to accept the best part of you and move forward. You should grow that part, you know? Yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Instagram. All right, here we go. Here's another one of those, uh, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, stu stupid articles. <laughs> All right, so I'm reading this article. It says, Star Wars fails once again to hire a director who isn't a white man. See, now that, and this guy is a white guy, Matthew Jacobs. He's a white guy. He's talking about how they have another director, um, what's it called? Um, 
yeah, direct uh, Star Wars Nine, which is J.J. Abrams, I think. And then Favreau, he, uh, the one who created Iron Man, uh, the movie, he's going to do the live action um, Star Wars universe and everything like that. That's smart. You want you want your best. If if um, John Favreau was a black guy, you still want your best. And if if he's the best, you want that. This fucking guy right here is being racist without even knowing it against his own kind. And he's the bad guy in that. He's he's like uh the the best outliers are the ones who know what they're doing is wrong. And the worst outliers are in a in a place that's awesome and they're trying to bring everything down. Like you're telling me JJ Abrams sucks? I mean, have you seen have you seen his fucking movies? And are you trying to tell me that um John Favreau is a shit fucking director no those guys are really good but he his main thing is they, they did they not learn from the black panther black panther is an okay movie the only reason it's making more money than ever is because it's a fucking ethnic uh cast you know but you put that movie against the russo brothers um uh, first avenger not first Avenger, that's it captain america the second of was it what the fuck is that movie winter soldier the see the problem with that movie was it was captain america was boring the character is kind of boring and then you they, you gave these guys the 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 second movie and i thought that movie was gonna suck too because it's it's pretty boring. it was fucking fantastic they took a shit concept character and a, a shitty just style and made it really good now that's good fucking i mean that's if it was already a good movie and they they came in you wouldn't say much but it was a shitty concept but it works it was really good they really made a good movie and now you want movies made primarily by another side to discriminate discriminate against these white guys because you know we we need only black act directors to, to 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 be equal Hey man, dude, like LeBron James and like another white guy aren't equal because LeBron James is a black dude and he's intense, man. That guy's really good, and you got white guy. White guy ain't gonna be as good as LeBron James. I mean, the, in real life, I'm never gonna be as smart as someone as Neil deGrasse Tyson. I mean, I could try and strive for it, but it's just my brain doesn't work like his. I mean, there's no equality here. People are just not equal. Some people are just better at other things than others. And um, we shouldn't limit the people who are good at stuff just because of the, the, the color of the skin. That's, that's actually racist. you know. And this guy's getting after it. He's, this article, he's just talking about like they could have made a diverse movie and all this nonsense. They didn't learn anything. And, you know, they... <laughs> Shit, man. I mean, I really hated that, not, that Star Wars, like, was it 8? I hated that movie, and it was a white guy. I don't think, you know, in that respect, that they had just had a different director, and if he was black, it probably would have been a better movie because they would have thought, let's have a battle with Luke Skywalker at the fucking end. And I was like, yeah. But my point is, here we go again with discrimination against the white man. You know, you just, they, you, you're shitting on Disney for not making white peop, uh, a non-white person direct the movie as opposed to just accepting it, you know? I mean, I get it though. It's a point, you know. You got to give like uh, black more black directors a chance, you know. 
But what what got these people, like J.J. Abrams and all them, to where they're at, you know? I mean, that that that's something I would like to know. I could Google it, but I don't know. I mean, is it just because of the color of the skin? And that's why the shit's so good? Or, I mean, did they have, like, by chance? You know, I, I don't know. And then this whole concept of uh, everyone's equal, they're not. We should have, all of us should have equal opportunity, but we're not equal. It, we're equal in, in the sense that, you know, I, I can... I can think as good as you can throw a football or something like that. I mean, like uh, for for what one thing I I fail at, you you can do good, and for every good thing I could do, you can you would fail at it. You know that kind of thing. I guess that that would be your equality. But as for equality and aspects of things, you know, it's just not gonna work. Some people are just better at things than other other people at at specific thing like running or jumping or clapping your hands or. Or directing or writing. I mean, like I don't. It's not. It's not secluded to just running. You know. Yeah, I, I get it, man. Those Jamaican runners are fast. You know, you got the whole world, and then Jamaicans are running faster. Boom. I mean, that's that. That's the thing, man. That that the Olympics by itself proves diversity is not equal. You know, you watch them sports, and the women don't run as fast as men. They don't. They have shorter times. You know. And there's, of course, outliers out there, but they're not, they're far and few between, you know? And if you want diversity, you watch the Olympics and tell me everyone's equal. You watch football and you tell me everyone's equal. You watch basketball, tell me they're all equal. All the races are just equal, you know? They didn't have the opportunities that the other guy had. Trust me, a lot of them basketball players had shit lives and they grew up and they overcame it with just pure skill i mean it's not it's not about like how your up your upbringing is i mean i guess it does contribute to that fire that's inside you but as far as like you could be like the richest white man and uh, your kid will still not be as good as like lebron james i mean i mean there's a, of course i'm you know i'm just speaking out of my ass but i mean like it's i mean statistically i mean like genetics are genetics man some people are just better at other things you know and olympics football all that shit it's pretty, and when it comes to writing and directing why can't that be the same thing you know some people are better writers. That's a true thing. I mean, if you see the whole wealth of books, some writers made it to the top and some didn't, you know, because of the, the skill of, of the writing. And the, you're not really seeing the person who's making it. You're just judging it based on its merit. And that's the truth of everything. Movies, too. You're seeing the truth of everything. But you're, you're forcing this whole racism uh, on these on these corp, uh, I guess, franchise or corporations or whatever just to try to create an outcome that's not true it's just not you know that's like saying all right we're gonna have a basketball team of all white guys you know you know how stupid that would be you know how no matter how good they are you know they're not gonna be as good as like you know that sounds racist just saying that but they're just not gonna be as good you know as uh as like a black team you know <laughs> you know it's funny i think i watched a movie about that where it was white white guys in college basketball and they hired mostly i think it was uh, a matthew mcconaughey movie uh and then they're all black and then one of the jokes it wasn't a joke it was a guy said something like who would have thought like 12 black guys playing against 12 white guys or whatever the fuck 
I, I don't know. I don't know the numbers, but and it's a thing now. You know, now that you got them in there, now they're never leaving because because they're so good. <laughs> if that was man, if it truly was a thing, then there'd be more white guys playing basketball. You know, like especially with the up. If you if you're if you're coming from the point of view of entitlement, like white white people are so good at stuff. So you, you've got a good education or whatever. Why isn't he playing basketball at the same level as LeBron James, you know, or any of those guys? And they and some of them come from the ghetto, and, they, and they're really good. And it's, so it's not like a good upbringing that creates that. Um, I mean, that it's just in your genes sometimes, you know, and that, that just shows you. Um, it sucks, though, because you think writing, it's not in your genes. Writing is in your genes. There's, some, there's a difference between Stephen King and some no-name writer, you know, that just, you know, got out of high school, you know. Stephen King, he just made these books. Movies too, man. These movies come out. You're not judging it. Well, back then, you wouldn't judge it on who's directing or writing, you know. Maybe there's something behind the scenes that's going on. Maybe, maybe like, uh, maybe there is a lot of racism with producers. And the reason, there could have been like 100,000 black directors out there that are really good. And they're the ones who are stopping that. And that should be the issue. You should never really stop opportunity. You should have, everyone should have equal opportunity. But it shouldn't be a thing where you're forcing the outcome to be the same, you know. Let's just have... Uh, oh, co-ed wrestling team, you know, and then men will always win, you know, that's the thing. I mean, like, every once in a while, you have, like, one woman who who win, and that's an outlier. But if you get ten dudes, normal, ten normal ladies, and they fight each other, guys are going to win. Not all of them, but maybe, you know. That's a statistic. That's a thing. We're not equal, and I don't know why we keep pushing that. We're equal in other aspects, you know. Like, if you had... 10 men and 10 women, and they had to raise a kid, you know. I'm pretty sure the women would do better. I mean, like, shit, man. We're just designed differently. I mean, yeah, we should all be, but but you should still have the same opportunity, you know. You should be able to allow men to raise kids as well as, as women, you know. That, that, that Don't get it confused. I'm not against that. I'm, ag- I'm against the whole forcing an outcome, you know, it, it, especially if it's not true. Yeah, and then here you got these movies, and you you get you're gonna just keep pushing bad director, not bad directors. I don't want to say that. I'm just saying like no name directors just because of the color of the skin. That's fucking wrong. It's discrimination. Uh, let me move off this subject. I said I'm still on the news. I'm just saying it's gonna be a long podcast. You you know making podcasts is hard. I gotta research shit and then and come up with shit. You know for content because if I don't. If I don't look at the shit I am, I've listened to my podcast. I could tell the times in which I'm like, I had like reviewed shit and the times I kind of winged it. And winging it doesn't work as well. You do have unexpected outcomes and laughs, but when, it, when, you, when you research some shit or look some shit up, it's, it's better, it's easier to flow through it. Because I just, I just had these articles queued up on my little computer and I'm just like, boom, 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 pounding it out. You know, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> Little insider note, and it's it's hard to do get time to do that. You know, especially with work, kids, and everything. I need like a good set amount of time. I need to research what I have, get it in my head, and then push it out. You know, doing the research prior to everything. Uh, maybe I should start trying to do that. But what what makes me talk about shit even more is when i see something then it clicks in my head and i want to save it for that that fire that's inside me 
you know so that's why I, I do what i do and it takes it's hard that's why these podcasts starting to get longer and longer is because i don't have as much time but i wanted to ma- make my quota one week at a time at least minimum one so in the year 2018 in march you got some guns and people shooting people up so we're trying to fix things we're trying to have a conversation to fix things and uh this mark rubio marco rubio um, he he came up with the plan for uh, – how did it go? Him and another Democrat guy, uh, Bill Nelson, they came together and came up with a, a, a law that they're going to come up with. And it's more of um, – where is it? Oh, yeah, flagging people down. So if, if you think someone's a threat, say Bob. Bob's a threat. Uh, he's been posting Facebook pictures of him and a gun. You could flag that guy, and the cops could take your gun, or you can't buy a gun because you've been flagged, or something to that effect. And I guess that that's pretty good. At first, I was against uh, the article, the headline, because I read the headline. It goes, Marco Rubio still wants 18-year-olds to be able to buy guns. And, okay, I'm like, huh? What, what's this about? And you click it, and it's actually, he's trying to come up with... Uh, the senator from Florida previously said he is supporting 21. I, it starts out with the senator from Florida previously said he supported raising the legal age 21 to buy guns. But then it goes into he reneged on that and he's talking about this proposal. Now, if you fucking read this proposal, this actual article, it's more about how he came up with uh, this law. And, I mean, yeah, he does say some rifles should be available for 18-year-olds and things like that. And he reneged, and that sucks. But at least, like, together with that other guy, uh, Bill Nelson. And, by the way, Bill Nelson, if you've ever seen him on TV, he looks kind of weird. He looks like some surgically altered person. It's disgusting. But they came up with a plan. At least they're moving in a direction where they're trying to do something. They know They're recognizing a problem. Obviously, there's a problem. People are shooting people up. Now, what what falls apart is your allegiance. You see, he's got to be pro-gun. So he's like, fuck it. It can't be the gun's fault. It's got to be us not flagging people in time, you know. And the Democrats, their thing is, you know, hey, man, fuck it. If you just didn't have guns, this shit wouldn't happen. You know what? I have to believe that I, I'm not like pro-Democrat or uh, pro-Republican. Uh, I'm just a pro-life. <laughs> yeah life not in that way but pro-choice if anything but like yeah man i mean people should have guns right but why can't we have a discussion on what kind of guns why do you fucking need an assault rifle that's where i'm at so you want to now we're debating about 18 to 21 18 years of age you're an idiot i mean some some people are smart but no most times you don't know much 21 they say that you know a little bit better i say 25 that's when you your brain's fully developed. So 21, you're making. I know I made better decisions when I was 25 than I was 21, and better decisions when I was 21 as opposed to 18. It's a real hardcore growing stage. You're just becoming a, a person. You've separated from your family. You're becoming your own person, and shit gets weird. It's like uh, learning to swim out in the ocean, you know, as opposed to swimming near near home, and. Um, I'm I'm with raising the age to 21. I don't know why you need a gun at 18. But I guess like if you can go to war at 18, that's cool. 
uh, as as previous uh, podcast before you 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 know my my stance. Um, maybe we should have the, let's have a conversation nonetheless. And get, why can't we get rid of assault rifles? What's the thought process behind having it? What you're gonna you have these assault rifles so no tyrannic government could take over. So like what the government's gonna come over and you're gonna be able to fend them off with your assault rifles, motherfucker? They could poison you. <laughs> they could drop gas bombs in in there they could poison your food they, they could use a drone and kill you from miles away what is your assault rifle going to do with a predator drone the fuck are you going to do with your goddamn assault rifle what the fuck are you doing yeah you, you people are dumb who are thinking oh we're totally going to take down this tyrannic government because um if if our government became tyrannical we'll be able to no mother you ain't gonna stop a predator drone I mean, if it, if it became a thing like that, th- th- then you're done. And what, what, you think that, well, you'll be able to mount an occupation kind of thing like Afghanistan or, you know, like the Vietnamese and all that. I mean, I guess, I mean, to that extent, if you want to go that direction, why, why even fight? I mean, the world is pretty much ended when the government's shooting predator missiles at you and hunting you down and you're in some fucking cave. You know, eh. I don't know. Maybe that's a that's an aspect of life that should be discussed. You know. Well, let's talk about it. Like, if you're gonna if we're gonna go into war and you know the government's taking over and it's, everything's bad, you gotta. Oh man, I noticed that. I rub my hands together when I talk. It's a nervous twitch that I get. I should buy a widget, it's a fidget spinner or whatever. But um, yeah, I get. I guess. I mean, if that's a thing, and you really do think your government's gonna take you down, you know, um, and you need assault rifles to fend them off, we'll have a discussion about that. But uh, realistically, I think you should just have a handgun, if anything, or a shotgun, and maybe maybe not have assault rifles so you can get your kill ratio so high. <laughs> and between eighteen and twenty-one, oof, uh, I'm for moving it forward. You know, twenty-one. What the fuck are you doing at 18 that you need a fucking, like, assault rifle or gun? Uh, I, I wonder what the, why why isn't there more of a discussion? Like, it just won't work, you know? Why not? <laughs> why not? Just do it. And, of course, gun owners or gun stores are going to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, we need to do this, you know? Because they, they sell weapons. Ah, well. At least they're trying to do something. At least I like that. I hated the whole... No, it's guns or no guns, and the other guys are like no guns, and the other guys like guns, and you're not you're not really getting anything accomplished. You guys are just talking to each other. Why not make a law or something like that? And then I I, I hate the fucking people who are like, why are you passing laws just because of emotion? More people die in car accidents. It's true, more people do die in car accidents, but I mean you can't really stop the car accidents, but you could you can lessen the amount of people dying with assault rifles. I mean, for real, like, if the assault rifles weren't there, the guy wouldn't have 17 kills, probably. I mean, it's really hard to shoot a handgun. I mean, hit what you want. He would kill some people. And then that would be a different argument. But to that, let's just get to that time. Let's get our numbers back down. Let's get our kills back to two or three people at a time or some shit like that. As opposed to fucking 17 or 60, you know? Or let's talk about the people who get wounded by these fucking weapons. You know, like, that's even worse. You know, quadriplegic for the rest of your life. I mean, that fucking sucks. And, like, no matter how bad your life is, you can't end it. <laughs> I mean, you could. But that's, that's a hard way out oh man 
All right. That's it for news. Now let's get into a little section I like to call riff section. But what have I been doing for the last hour? Of course I've been riffing. Riff section. Now I'm sectioning the riff. So I watched this video about the word fuck. You know? And um, it was about the Big Lebowski and how they use the word fuck. And um, I'm not going to get into the video, but it was cool, though. I never really thought about when you add the word fuck, like how that changes the scope of what you're saying. When you say something to the effect of those guys peed on my rug. That's what he says in the Big Lebowski. That guy peed on my rug. But if you said that fucking guy peed on my there's more of a disdain that you can hear when you enunciate the word fuck. You know, like if, if anytime you have the word fuck in something, it, it, may, it brings up the level of your conversation or your subject matter up. Like it increases it. Like I really love Dragon Ball Z. I fucking love Dragon Ball Z or some shit like that. And it's cool that that word exists, you know, that you can you can create that bit of um, it, it increases the moment. You can't say something like, I, I, I love Dragon Ball Z. And then now put an extra word in there. I really love Dragon Ball Z. It doesn't have that gravitas that the word fuck has, you know, or shut up. That sounds hardcore, right? But if you shut the fuck up. You know, that's like intense, man. That's like, holy shit, this is intense. You've just raised it a level, you know. You can't say, shut the shit up. I've actually seen uh, movies in PG-13. Like, what the shit is that? That is the stupidest thing to say. What the shit is that? It sounds like a cowardly way of increasing the way you talk. You know, why not? What the fuck is that? You know, like, that's intense, man. I never thought about the word fuck until today. I use it quite a bit. That's that's my go-to word. So it kind of loses its power. Kind of and kind of doesn't. You know, every once in a while. You know, you, you you the best thing to do is never curse and then curse when you need it. Because it really does increase what you're saying. Say you never curse and say, um, you know, you're, like, you're in an extreme situation and you say, get the fuck down. Then you're like, oh shit, he fucking cursed. It's like, uh, I don't know, the word fuck, man. I remember when I was a kid, when I heard it, I was like, oh, shit, man. Shit's, shit's dangerous. You know, it's from, from even an early age, you're like, oh, shit. You know, he said, shut the fuck up. You know, or fuck you. That's intense. Hey, fuck you isn't that intense, though. You know, fuck you. You know, that, I mean, that would be intense to say to somebody, but um, it's been used too much. Oh, right, maybe the fuck you. Put a the in there. The fuck you. No, that doesn't work either. Well, the word fuck. All right, let's see. What else we got going on here? Um, excitement in games. I've noticed that as i gotten older, my excitement for playing video games isn't as intense. I mean, it's, it's, you get dopamine. You love playing your video games or whatever. But it's not, there's no, nothing really intense in which, you, like, a, like a sense of accomplishment without too tasking. Like, I don't have the time to play eight hours a day to try to defeat something or something like that. But back in the day, you would beat a game and you're like, holy shit, ah! Or you would beat somebody that you didn't think you could beat and you're like ah and which then brought me to the thought process of challenges within a day i remember back in the day 
playing basketball uh, just with my friends. And uh, it was a one-on-one. It was me and my friend Toby at the time. And we got an argument uh, about, like, he, he, is a, he was a better basketball player than I was I, by a lot. And I told him I could beat him. And he said I, I couldn't. And that just really charged me up to beat him. And we played, uh, at the time, you would go to 11 points. You got 10 and game point be 11. And we played against each other, and it was neck and neck, man, nine to nine. It became like ten to ten, and the whole time Toby's like, "Oh, you think you're gonna win?" And then at the very end of it, I was at the half court, and I hooked. I couldn't get past him. He was really fighting for it, and I did a hook shot like from the half court. I threw the ball over my. What, what that means is like I'm sideways, and I'm throwing the basketball over my head, and, and uh, from the side, and it went in. Like and it swooshed too, and that was like at that time that was like the greatest experience ever. My friend Cisco, we like we we embraced each other. Like, oh shit! And Cisco's like, what the fuck? And it was like the be- it was like the most exciting thing ever because one, I accomplished something that I said I was gonna do. I was gonna beat this guy, and I did. And uh, yeah, if he wasn't so arrogant, he probably would have beat me from ha- ha- wholeheartedly. But because he was so arrogant, he lost in that way. But it was cool. It was a moment that existed. That's hard to create, you know, uh, uh, the story. Me versus Toby. He's better. He said I couldn't win. His arrogance. We battle each other. And I win through some amazing shot that I probably couldn't recreate again. And and that was the game point. And, like, um, like that kind of time doesn't exist for me nowadays. And most people, I don't see a lot of people, really like, high-fiving each other and shit like that. But, um, like, and that's just a basketball game. That's not like a video game or a movie. Like, you know, the, you'd be hiking, and I hike, and, you know, it's, it's cool. And I mean, but nothing, like, exciting, like you accomplish something, you know. Even if it was a hard hike and I overcame it, it's not the same thing. It just isn't. It, like, uh, life doesn't give you that many opportunities to have that kind of excitement anymore, I guess. I don't know. Like, getting something. I remember... Um, passing the x-ray test you know i i mean it was good it was it was good i felt really good about it really really good but it wasn't like yeah like screaming to the heavens like this shit happened you know i these i guess because what do you get when you get older you get melancholy colony you know you don't you don't uh get as excited for things as much is that a thing or can you I don't know. Is it like an aspect of my life? I don't know. I was I was I was throwing that on my Facebook, and uh, my friends like, "Oh, you're just getting old." <laughs> but like in video games too, especially. I remember um, one time, like I I remember we would be playing, and my friend beat uh, this one game called Einhinder, where you just like a little spaceship and you have to shoot other ships, and it's a pretty fucking cool game. That's back in the day where uh, game makers took a chance and made good games. You know, as opposed to just making sequels. That's what they do now. They don't take chances. And um, he beat it. I mean, it was so fucking hard. You had to shoot all these things. Think of it like Asteroid, but on crack cocaine. It's really hard. And he beat it. I remember when he beat it, man. I was so happy for him. And I was so happy in general. We high-fived each other. It was like the best thing ever. And, like, when I play games now, it's like, it's cool. Like, even when you beat the game, you're like, oh, it was cool. You know, but I haven't beaten a game where I'm like, holy shit, that was the best. That was just, oh my god, you know. Like, and I think the quality of video games have gone down. Like, I beat Be- Destiny. That's not a fun game to beat. 
And then, uh, what is it? I beat all the Batman games, you know? that Those are okay. When you beat them, you don't really high-five anybody. You don't feel good about that. Like, this is how it should have ended. And Final Fantasy is real bad at it, too. And every ending of Final Fantasy for a long time now, every ending since 7, I think, has been terrible. Except for, like, I think Final Fantasy 8 and 9, those had good endings. Uh, 10. 10 had a okay ending. 12. Not so much. Thirteen, terrible ending. All all three iterations. Uh, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and fifteen came out, and the ending I didn't like either. Only because of the build up to it. I mean, the main character doesn't really uh, like his his goal is to die, but they don't really build that up or tell you, you know. So. I mean, and then, like, he he loses, like, 10 years of his life, you know, just to die, as opposed to growing up, you know. It would have been cool if he grew up in those 10 years, and then he goes to die. At the fair. We've been friends for this long. This should happen. But it feels like they've only been friends for a couple of years, and 10 years go by, and then they're back to being good buddies, you know. They had something there, but they just didn't finish it right. They, they had uh, you working with your team, you become friends, and then fucking you end with your friends. You know, that kind of thing. It just didn't feel right. It was, uh, once again, like kind of like Star Wars uh, 8. You know, you, you had all this potential and you fucking squandered it. <gasps> Let me pause this real quick. I want fried chicken. I just thought about that. Ah, I was trying to get some fried chicken. Today I wanted Popeyes. My wife was out. I, was gonna t- I forgot. I lost track of time. And then she called, too probably like you want me to pick anything up fuck i want i wanted popeye so bad i love fried chicken pop eyes as i as i type oh well all right well that's the end of that kind of stuff let me let me end this podcast with the uh my top 10 i haven't done that in a while i was gonna strive to do the top 10 think of a jingle top 10 boom boom Come and get your top 10. 10, 10 top. All right. Top 10 anticipate, anticipated movies of 2017. 2017 has passed, but let's go over the movies we thought were going to be good. And I'll talk about if I've seen them or not. So at number 10, you've got the Belko experiment. In a twisted so- social experiment, 80 Americans are locked in their high-rise corporate office in bodega or bogata colombia i don't know how to say that and ordered by an and or are and ordered by an unknown voice come from the coming from the company's intercom uh system to participate in a game whatever the fuck so this movie is about um oh it was an anticipated movie huh it didn't have a good um like it didn't make great reviews but it was a good movie these people get flown in to this uh, Columbia job, and um, all of a sudden, the, the after a couple years working there, um, the, the whole thing gets locked down, and they have to kill somebody like every certain amount of minutes or something like that, and then like at the very end of it, only one person can leave. So they just keep killing people, and then, and then um, I guess like their heads can explode if they try to escape or try to take the, the little... If they try to take the implant out or something like that, right? And um, 
it's just it's it was a cool movie because they show like you got the uh, a bunch of people you work with and um if they put in this situation what would they do like the average person and i thought that was pretty cool and then like you you would see the people who rise to the crop you know you got the soldier who's like he's just a he's a vice president or something like that he's organizing people and at first he's he's trying to do good then he is starting triaging you know they got to kill people so he's like okay older people first you know <laughs> pretty good movie i'm not gonna spoil it but it seems like it's another uh one of those franchises that they're gonna try to make you know kind of like saw you know but it was pretty good but it, it won't have an ending though that's the thing they make these things these franchise to not have an ending so these keep on going on forever but it seemed like it was an experiment and it turns out they did it in other countries too or some shit like that and you know and then it kind of ends kind of like with the door open all right uh number nine boss baby or the boss baby uh it's about it like i guess babies uh some babies become like executives for where babies come from or whatever the fuck it is a i like the movie it's pretty good it's funny my kid loved it um yeah um yeah it's kind of a little goofy it's one of them cartoon movies chips that movie came and gone i, I, I didn't even know that was a movie coming out uh it's, i guess it's a remake of a highway patrolman show uh, called chips and um yeah that movie came and left <laughs> poor michael pena though he was in that movie You'll never be famous. <laughs> Power Rangers, number seven. Okay, this movie failed miserably, but I fucking loved it. I liked it. I thought it was really good. It had that chronicle essence to it. Bunch of teenagers get the powers to, to fight these bad guys and stuff. I think they could have done more with it, but it didn't work out too well. I liked it, though. Number six, Beauty and the Beast. I watched this movie. I don't really care. I really didn't care about this movie. It was like a it was a live-action adaptation of a cartoon movie that Disney made. And that's what Disney's doing. They're making these live-action versions of their cartoons. I just didn't give a shit. Beauty and the Beast was good at the time. You know, it's all about the beauty within, that kind of bullshit, you know. But, um, you know, things have really progressed. Like, if you watch Moana, that's a way more complex story than Beauty and the Beast. Dude kidnaps a lady, she falls in love with him, and then he becomes good-looking again. Pfft, that's stupid. People liked it, though. Made a lot of money. These movies make a lot of money. Disney's understanding that. <laughs> Life at number five. This was a fantastic movie. Nothing original, but it was really good. These people find these uh, this this kind of a life from outer space, and it grows and starts killing everybody. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, uh, I don't think it made that much money, though. Only about $30 million. It's a really good movie, though. Oh, but one thing I didn't like about it was um, people. some people did some stupid things. Like there's a monster and they go in there. I thought it was dumb. I really hated it. I hate stupidity. Like you could do the same movie, but what? And they could die, you know, relatively the same way. But you have to like give reason to why a, a sane person would do something. You know, like, I don't know, man. There was a lot of parts where it was like, why the fuck are they doing that? You know? Uh, Ghost in the Shell was number four. I didn't like that movie, but this is more of the, the problem in Hollywood. They were trying to really push women in the movie like agenda, but what failed this movie was it was terrible. But 
that what people say would fail the movie was because the main character was not an Asian lady. It was Scarlett Johansson, a white girl. I, I mean, like, people get fucking pissed about nothing. And it has nothing to do on the bearing of the movie. Ghost of Shell's a great property. Really hard to make. Um, but, um, like, whether or not the main character is Asian or not is not even an option. It's if the story was good. The story was convoluted and weak. It just was. It wasn't gripping. And they focused more on the si- si- um, the uh, the aspects of the anime to try to recreate things, to try to make this movie a little bit better. But in reality, it, it was just terrible. You didn't you didn't make these characters good. You didn't make the story good. It just it was just it, it doesn't work. You just can't make a Ghost in Shell movie. Yeah, that's got to be a TV show because the idea is they're they're trying to like grow are very complex. It's hard to do that kind of thing. You they really should have focused on one idea. And then, and then of the show, and then try to expand from there. Because, like, you know, the Ghost of Shell deals with like the, the identity of self, who are you, and th- things like that, technology, how bad it is, you know, and how good it could be, and how bad it could be, privacy, how it could just be uprooted, things like that. Really should have focused on maybe her identity more than anything, you know, or just make it action pack. <laughs> Cause that, that that's a, like if you ever watch Ghost in the Shell, the anime is not that great, but at the time it was. And but if you watch the TV show, it's really fucking good. They really get into the nitty gritty of who these characters are and how how they can overcome things, you know. And like like one, uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna get into it. Watch the show; it's way better. It's called the Standalone Complex. Really good. T uh, two Transpotting. I guess this is a sequel of Transpotting. I didn't even know this movie existed. I heard about it and didn't care. But it's a sequel to a 20-year-old movie. Um, it was number three. It didn't make that much money, by the way. It failed. Anticipated and failed. Kong, Skull Island, number two. That movie was fucking terrible. It was an egregious movie. It was terrible. It made, it was not a well-done story. It just, it just sucked. Um, if you like it, that's good for you. I didn't like it at all. That sucked. Let's see here. What's his next one? Logan, number one. Uh, was that the, really the most anticipated movie of last year? It was really good. I like Logan. Logan was really good. It, I guess that could be number one. And I wasn't anticipating it. I actually watched it on whim. It was my friend's birthday and we watched it. Uh, but um, I liked it. It really ended the X-Men series well. Um, it was gritty. And once again, Hollywood, they see one aspect of a thing, and then now they want to do it. See, Logan was rated R, and it was gritty. So therefore, Hollywood thinks, oh, shit, obviously movies need to be rated R, rather than paying attention to the movie itself. It was really good. Acting was really good. The story was really good. That's that's it. That's what makes that movie good. Not because the fucking movie is rated R. It really didn't need to be rated R. But I guess, like, making it rated R... Showing more blood made it so like, oh man, I'm gonna watch it just because it's rated R. That was, that's such a stupid way of thinking. Anyone who thinks like that, it sucks to be you, dude or dudette. I mean, like, well, you should watch these movies on their merit as opposed to a gimmick. Oh, it's in 3D. Obviously, I need to see it. And you know what? 3D so worked. No, it didn't, dummies. I mean, like when 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 what's it called? When James Cameron made that movie Avatar, 
it was in 3D, it was pretty good. But it became a thing where instead of paying attention to the movie and the aspect of what it was, everything had to be 3D, and that fucking failed. So, I mean, all those people who bought into 3D sucks to be you, you know? <laughs> I mean, if you're into 3D, that's your thing. I, I swear, that, that's your thing. That's cool. But, I mean, like, you shouldn't have watched a movie based because it was on 3D. Then they started 3D in all movies. Alice in Wonderland and all these movies that weren't, like, really 3D movies. You know, they they created all, all sorts of movies and did, converted them to 3D and then charged an extra two bucks. It was the stupidest thing ever. And here we are again. They try. They're like, "Oh shit, Logan's rated R. That's what really people want." And it sucks that some people do say that. They're like, "Oh yeah," but no, man. I mean, you you can make anything rated R, and it could still suck. You know, like Justice League. If that was rated R, like say they added more blood and guts, and they kept kept the same story and uh, and uh, action. He just added more blood and guts and made it, and they cursed a lot more. The movie would suck. It would still suck. And make less. Radar is not the way. 3D is not the way. Ethnicity is not the way. I mean, that's what that's what Hollywood does. It takes one aspect of a movie and think, oh, that's why it worked. No, if you just make a good movie, it works. <laughs> I mean, shit. You watch Jaws? That shit's PG, believe it or not. You know? That's a good movie. It's not a good movie because it was in the ocean or Jaws itself. It was a well-done movie. Movies are good because they're good, not because of a gimmick. You know, I, I really hate that. I always fight against that, you know. Rated R, 3D, ethnicity, sexism. You know, you try to just make a fucking movie. And if it happens to have some aspect of race, uh, sexism or anything like that. I mean, like, if, if, it, if the director so happens to be a woman and, and the movie's still good, it's good. You know, like, uh, for instance, Hurt Locker. I guess that's pretty good, right? A woman made that. <laughs> then they were like, oh, shit, she's so good. Let's make her make other movies. And those movies failed. <laughs> because the movie was good. <laughs> Not because of the director. I mean, well, yeah, the director does influence it. It's that perfect combination of good director, good this, good that, and that's what makes these movies good. Like the director, James Mangold. It's not director James Mangold that made this movie good. I mean, although he he's part of it. It's Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, the, the little girl with the, with the claws. I think her name is Daphne Keene. You know, it's it's not just because it's rated R. No, it's because of the aspect of it. You know, there's blood and guts and all that shit, you know. That's what makes it a good movie. You could have made Kong Skull Island rated R. There probably is a rated R version. That movie's still going to suck. It's still going to fucking suck. You can make the director a black director. It's still going to suck. You know? I mean, wait a minute. Oh, it's a white guy. All right. I didn't even heard of this guy. Some people just make terrible movies, man. Bird Sanders. Now, now I'm feeling like I need to go in to see who who to direct. A lot of white directors, though, I have to say. That is a thing. But, I mean, it's Daniel Espinosa. No, well, that's a pretty good director then. Fucking Daniel Espinosa fucking killed it. Uh, he was born in Sweden. So he's ethnic. Bill Condon. Who's Condon? Another white guy. Yeah, there's a lot of white guys though. Dean Israelite. That's quite the name. Dean Israelite. That's a white guy. Chips, I don't care. Boss Baby, I don't care. Greg McLean. McLean, oh, another white guy. Oh well. Anyways, so at the end of it, 
let's just say let's make movies that are good let's let's just accept people and stop trying to be racist and sexist and everything you know white guys can be cool too <laughs> i mean i don't know why you have to shit on them and always try to be better always be the better you than you were yesterday and with that stay frosty hey, it's the devil and the devil is